If you're struggling on how to build links to your website and its pages, know that you're not alone. Many of the link building strategies that are online can get your website penalized in Google. And these penalties, well, they're really difficult to recover from. Today's episode is all about link building strategies that Google loves. So you may be thinking, why should I listen to you? Hey, my name is Matt Hepburn, and I'm an SEO professional with 13 plus years of experience working as an SEO consultant, working in agencies, both large and small. And for the past seven years, I've been working in the enterprise sector for some of the biggest brands out there. Welcome to the EMJ SEO podcast, where it's all about you learning SEO so you can get an industry job later. So today we're joined by Carrie DePhillips, the CEO of The Content Factory. And Carrie's gonna talk to you about effective link building strategies with PR so that you can get links from top publications and news sites by pitching to journalists. Carrie's also gonna talk about how this tactic scales with newsworthy content. And if you hang out to the end, you're gonna get a free template that you can use to start pitching PR so that you can capitalize on scaling your link building and land those elusive authority links. Hey there, Carrie. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Super today? happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I'm super, super excited about this episode and PR and how it will affect SEO. And I don't think enough business owners and people who are trying to do SEO understand the benefits of PR. I was hoping you could tell the listeners a little bit about your background, what you do, um, the company you work for and and founded, um, yeah. and uh, that'd be great. Sure. So uh, I'm Carrie DePhillips, and I am the CEO of The Content Factory. I got my start in SEO in like 2005. It felt very, very early in the industry to me back yes. then, fresh out of college. And... Um, as you can imagine, uh, naming my company the Content Factory, uh, you'd assume that like we were producing a lot of SEO content, and certainly we were, until I really dug into like larger SEO best practices. How do you capture those high domain authority backlinks, right? Mm -hmm. right. And then I stumbled onto Haro or Haro, <laughs> um, help a reporter out. Uh, and it, I was able to very quickly, like I was in the New York Times within six months of signing up for Hero. Um, That's amazing. And I, I, I always like to use myself or my company as a guinea pig before uh, I introduce those tactics and, you know, increase budgets to clients. Right. And today, and honestly, for the last like five, six years, PR has driven more business to the content factory than SEO. Certainly, we still write a lot of SEO content, develop strategies. We offer social media marketing too. But by and large, PR is, it's become our bread and butter. And it has a lot of benefits outside of just the backlinks generated to your website. Now you have social proof. Right. right. Uh, the as featured in, we have a long and storied track record with getting CEOs um, profile features, full profile features in Forbes. Um, that takes some time, though. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like the fastest hit we've seen on that has been nine months from pitch to placement. But um, brand awareness, dr uh, direct path to sales. 
No, like isn't isn't that what we're trying to get after anyway with SEO is just like more sales. So if you can achieve the same goal via PR, and you totally can, as those PR articles rank, um, those media placements rank, journalists are also in the SEO game too. So they're going to rank for a long time. Those links are going to continue to send sales and leads to your company. And she's like, ah, I stumbled onto PR through SEO. And I was just like, well, there's gold and then there are hills. Yeah. Let me start mining. Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's uh, fantastic. Um, I was hoping you could really talk about what is newsworthy content for Harrow and kind of what are reporters looking for when people are pitching them. And that's basically what they're, they're doing with PR. You're pitching uh, reporters and journalists um, why your content or your reply to what their query would be might be relevant to them. Is, is that correct? Yes. So I... Uh... I think that this is an area where backlink builders in particular go wrong Mm -hmm. is they, if, if, um, if I'm a shoe company, Mm -hmm. right. Am I only looking for queries about shoes or am I also looking for queries like, and to be clear, what a query is, is a, Um, a reporter will submit like, Hey, I need expert quotes, or I need to, um, I am looking for products to feature in this roundup. Maybe it's mother's day. Maybe it's a Christmas gift guide. Who knows? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they submit their query, which is like, here's the expertise that I'm looking for. If you have this expertise or represent a product that fits the bill, please respond to me with that. And there's a formula to it. Um, and uh, Matt, I believe it should be linked in the call notes, but I have a complete guide to, uh, send replying to Hayro queries in a way that works and included in that is a free template. Yeah. We'll make sure, we'll make sure to put that in there for sure. Yeah. That pitch template has generated hundreds of millions of dollars worth of media coverage over the years for TCF's clients. It's like solid gold. It, It works every time. But going back to the, like, what type of queries do you respond to if you're a shoe company? Well, certainly you've got a CEO. So now, like, what was their journey? Is there a story there? If you know that information, then you can pitch it to journalists in a way that, you know, might get them featured in, like, a best CEOs list. So, for example, NBC News called me a CEO who takes job perks to the max. And that was through a Hayro query, right? Right. So... Like, not just shoes. Now we're looking at the CEO side, but even then, where the low-hanging fruit is from the backlink building perspective is if somebody has an HR person, because there's a never-ending stream of HR and accounting queries, and HR people typically don't have a PR agency behind them. So there are, like, a, a wealth of super high-quality backlinks being left on the table because nobody thought to ask the HR lady what best hiring practices are, right? Okay. All right. That's fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, I'm my mind's racing around and I'm thinking about uh, all the opportunities I could actually open up. Um, so with that, um, you know, all these PRs link back to uh, certain content on their website, right? So what's the type of quality of content that needs to be linked back to? Because I'm sure that's a factor as well, right? 
Well, yeah, it certainly is. Um, but long story short, if if you have relevant information mm-hmm. and you can directly answer the reporter's query with your experience and expertise, ideally some unique quotes. Everyone loves a zinger, right. you know, right? Um you can get through. Like I said, I was in the New York Times and I'd been a business owner for like a year, not even. Right. Okay. It's like, and, um, but expertise, having it and like having brand ambassadors, this is why we often loop in brand ambassadors for clients. So for example, we represented Astroglide, the personal lubricant company for many, many years. And one of the first things that we did was research and contract brand ambassadors. And we had an OBGYN, we had a sex therapist, uh, and we had a general doctor too uh, for a while. So the reason why we brought those experts on was so that we could get more media coverage for the brand. Because as you can imagine, journalists don't exactly wake up every morning and say to themselves like, oh, what personal lubricant story am I going to pitch my <laughs> editor today? Like that's not right. There, yeah. there are all kinds of like relationship or wellness based, health based, like sexual education based articles where reporters are looking for that therapist or that OBGYN, or that erectile doctor. Um, so I think this is I think this is good because there are a lot of industries that are just kind of boring. Yeah. Right, right. So maybe a brand ambassador might, or brand ambassadors might be uh, a way to open up the doors um, sure. for PR. Is that is that correct? Yeah, because we have another client, Hollywood, and they're amazing. They're an outdoor furniture company that uh, is made entirely out of recycled plastic, mm-hmm. uh, like super heavy duty, like his withstood hurricanes, right? But right. again, brand ambassadors are huge. Uh, it's a well-known company, but partnering with Martha Stewart recently for their new line, Right. Really got reporters interested in the story because if it's just like we have a new line of Adirondack chairs, right? Well, what's the story behind it? And it better be compelling. Or who are you partnering with in this case on design to package that in a way that reporters are going to be excited about pitching to their editors? So if I'm getting this right, it's kind of who you're partnering with and you know what you know in this instance it was like they were socially conscious conscious by yeah. doing using recycling materials so that appealed to a larger part of the audience uh toward their brand so that made it more pitchable is that correct yeah for sure because uh, every opportunity you have to instead of pitch one storyline to everyone right if now we're pitching popular science um they have a made here uh, series, video series that we got Hollywood featured in. So that was about like their vertical integration with the recycling process, right? But I could see like said, ma- made in America said, could be like the, the other type of thing too, right? So a like- thousand percent and all of their products are made in America, which is another right. storyline, right? Right. right. But um, 
when we pitched Vogue Mm -hmm. and got them several features in Vogue. Um, That was a different pitch than the made here from popular science. Still super relevant. And in both of them in different ways, um, like endeared people who might not have otherwise cared about the brand to to care a little bit more. Right. Right. That makes perfect sense. And so it could also be something that companies think about before they start PR. Um, what are what does their company stand for? You know, um, how can they set themselves apart a little bit, you know? Yep. And that all goes also to your employees, like what type of atmosphere are you environment are you creating? So if if um I don't know, so uh, I used to work for a company that would do beach cleanups as part of mm-hmm. the employee kind of like activities, like two or three times a year. And I thought it was actually kind of cool. Um, I work for a larger company now that, you know, is all about working in uh, green stocks or, you know, stocks that are towards ESG. So there's all these type of companies that have these kind of missions that attach to the environment and the employees. So you can include those in your stories for pitching. And it sounds you, you know, absolutely should. Yeah. 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 But uh, in order to do so, you have to know your client well enough, well yeah. enough, or know the company well enough to be able to speak to those um individual aspects that really make a difference in helping your pitch stand out. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I never would have thought down this lane of of a thought process. This is this is um uh, so that helps the company become a little bit more, it's not that it, they're newsworthy, but it makes them a little bit more of, of interest. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it helps with all kinds of things ranging from like, I don't mean to harp on the HR situation, but right. I like the lowest hanging fruit. I'm like slamming my hand down on the table. <laughs> okay. Uh, is, is, are, are those types of stories. But listen, when it comes to recruitment for a major company, yeah. If you're running one and your HR lady or person is consistently featured in Forbes as giving like best advice for employee retention, citing specific initiatives that the company has like that, all of that is going to help make you a more attractive employer and help you attract the most uh, desirable candidates. Right. Right. Make, so yeah. the social proof goes beyond just getting sales. Yeah. And that's, so we're talking about social proof. Um, There's also, so how does a company that has been featured in these things um, go about using those logos on their website to actually increase social proof? Do they need to get special permission from those brands? I'm Um, not a lawyer and I don't represent one on TV. No, I know. I know. Legal advice. I can't Uh, talk to your marketing people and talk to the, uh, talk to the individual outlets. Right. Some so, outlets care more more than others, right? And so uh, get permission, but uh, you can yeah. always say that you've been featured in with right. or without using the logo. Without or using and the logo. If, yeah. So it, if, for example, often like I, I like to use the rule of threes. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get like three major pieces of media coverage, you can tie them together in your pitch. So for example, um, the... 
Thrive has named me a limit-breaking female founder. NBC News has called me a CEO who takes job perks to the max. And Serpstat has named me the number two lady in SEO. So like those three, right, is a pitch. I'm also the, the founder of Sisters in SEO, which is the largest community on Facebook at almost 12,000 Sisters in SEO, right? No, I love it. Um, I, you know, so it's, if, it's, if, if you think of things that way and you can package things that way and lead with that in your pitches, yeah. you lead with the authority, then the reporter's already sold. And then you just have to give them some unique information. And like, next thing you know, you're on CNN. Yeah, that that makes makes perfect sense. When I'm pitching new uh, podcast guests, sometimes I actually am saying like, "Here are the the most recent guests that we've had on." Right. Yeah. So it it's Rand Fishkin. Kind of, yeah. Happy to yeah. follow that guy. You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Uh, now, recently we had Mike Blumenthal and we had Joy Hawkins on here. So you know, some great names, and we've got some other people on, and now we have Carrie. Yeah, so yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 awesome. So for me, it is about I understand what you're saying with the pitching. So um, that's really really key, right? Um, and um, so let's talk about businesses or people who are starting to do SEO who don't have a huge budget, right? So yeah. if they wanted to employ a PR agency like the Content Factory, like sure. what what type of budget? do they start with or can they start with? Is it um, affordable at the gate or is there a way to scale these the PR efforts up? How, do, how do, would they go about doing that? So the Content Factory is a fully transparent agency. Mm -hmm. um, anybody can go to contentfac.com and uh, access our generic proposal, which outlines all of our services, strategies, rates, and case studies. Um, so I'm happy to talk hard numbers yeah. here. I know a lot of people don't like that, but I, I think it saves everyone a lot of time. Yeah. The smallest PR package at the content factory is $5,000 a month. Okay. And it's what we call passive pitching, right? So what that gets you is Hero, certainly. But Hero, just because so many people subscribe to it and there are so many spammers who don't know how to send a correct pitch, reporters have really been turned off from that. Right. And so now you have outlets or similar services like Quoted, Q-W-O-T-E-D. It's a funky spelling on that one. Um, in uh, Europe, you have Response Source. In um, Australia and New Zealand, you have Source Bottle. All of this, ProfNet is a paid one. Um, all of these are same, same, but different. Right. right? And most of them are free. Even Quoted has a freemium version. Hero also has a freemium version, um, which gives you fast, faster access to the queries, which is actually important and useful because, as you can imagine, there's a huge first mover advantage to being the first good response to a journalist query because these journalists are working on 10 other articles and all they want to do is get it wrapped, get the experts that they need, get the products that they need. Now they plugged them into their article, send them off. And now like it's done. Yeah. They've, get, they've right? got, a, got a content calendar that they are, they have deadlines on, right? It has to yeah, go. But, up, but up even the... beyond that, they just want to move on to the next piece. Yeah. They've, they've got full plates and they're just trying to work up their next article about personal lubricant. 
right? <laughs> right. But, and some- um, but now as a result of all of this, um, first mover advantage being the first one in, yeah. which is why like the freemium, ver- the, the paid version of Hero is Hero Pro and it gives you access to the queries as they're submitted to the journalist instead of as they're included in the newsletter. Right. By the time it gets to the newsletter, the journalist could entirely likely have already had all the responses that they need to that point. Um, and also, there have been some like serious shifts in the media industry since COVID in particular. Um, advertisers really slashed their budgets. And so the outlets also slashed their budgets. What did they do? They They fired a bunch of reporters is what they did, and are starting to rely on more freelancers. Another um, way to recoup the lost money from advertising was they started uh, implementing rules to where if a product is mentioned, it has to be on an affiliate network. Maybe it's Skimlinks. Maybe it's Amazon. Those backlinks aren't going to do anything for for you from an SEO perspective. But again, when it comes to direct sales, there's a benefit there. If you're not on an affiliate pr- platform and you represent a product, you're missing out on probably 60% of the media coverage that you would have otherwise otherwise received. And my com- my team has been doing a very deep dive on this because some of our clients are like resistant to the affiliate situation because obviously it takes a cut of their profits. And I understand that mindset, but at the same time, uh yeah, if you're a product company, you really need to have, um, you need to be on an affiliate platform because some trusted three-letter news networks have editorial rules that dictate that you will not get the like coverage that you would have otherwise deserved if they're not able to take a cut of the sales from the links in their articles. So are you saying that if you're, you are a business and you have, um, your business is also in an affiliate network uh, and you're allowing you're basically getting links back to your article, but you're basically allowing the publication to, to get a piece of the profit from any links that come through their the affiliate links. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, 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 to put a finer point on it, mm-hmm. um, even if you have your own affiliate network, so for example, or like um, TCF's uh, courses are on Thrivecart and we right. have an affiliate, right? That, that is a different kettle of fish right. than the affiliate platforms that, uh, major media outlets would accept. Right. right. So you've got to, and again, this is like speaking to product-based companies. You really right. got to be on spam links or Amazon. Okay. I've never heard of spam links before, but Skim, that's S-K-I-M. skim links. Okay. Skim links. Yeah. All right, that's that's a new one. Uh, everybody's heard about Amazon and Amazon affiliate. Yeah, well, so. and and honestly, um, uh, another cost saving measure from all of these outlets that we trust so much. Um, people are no longer writing. Well, fewer people. I shouldn't make a blanket statement. Fewer people are writing unique gift guides every year. So I'm not going to name any outlets specifically, but just like probably most of them. Instead of writing like the Mother's Day gift guide for 2023, they're looking at what currently ranks out of all of their best gift guides 
from the previous years. Right. And then updating that one to include some new stuff and make sure that those affiliate links are like primed and ready. Yeah. Why, why, why would you, um, you know, try to invent the wheel over again, if you have content that's already ranking, uh, that's. Yeah. You just update that content, right? Yeah. Update that content process for that is different, but, um, as these people are updating these old articles, right. They're logging into their skim links profile, the, the outlets, and they're seeing what are all of the products Maybe it's for Mother's Day or baby gifts, right? So now we're just in the baby category. Which one has the highest payout percentage? Yeah. Well, that's now making it in the top 10, right? Right. right. So if you like, have a, a higher percentage uh, payout, you're going to... Um, yeah, but know. reporters are now not even looking for... They're not sending out the Hero query. They're logging into their, their platform. They're seeing what the... Um, what companies are offering, which kind of payout for what products. And they're, they're only looking at those. Wow. Right. Yeah. Very, that's, that's, that's definitely fascinating. Um, so, um, how can, how can, uh, people SEOs and, uh, businesses reach out to you, um, and the content factory to start working with you guys? Sure. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Carrie DePhillips. The website is contentfacfac.com. I mentioned earlier that we have a $5,000 minimum. Our average PR client pays over $10,000 a month um, because uh, proactive pitching and managing brand ambassadors is a lot more work. But for companies that have smaller budgets, we offer training too. Because... Again, we are fully transparent. And in the show notes, hopefully there'll be that uh, guide to pitching Hero. It works for quoted. It works for pitching journalist substacks because now they have their own, as they're getting laid off, they're building their own email lists of PR people. So they're not sending out Hero queries. Uh, you have to subscribe to their $6 a month substack uh, email, and then you get the the good stuff, right? That's fascinating. Uh, Is that in the training that you you guys are the paid training you guys are offering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the uh, guide to sending a hero pitch works for everything. If you check out the Content Factory's YouTube channel, uh, the most recent video is a training, a live training that is no longer live, obviously, uh, going into detail with all of the tactics that we use at the Content Factory to achieve major results for clients. That's that's amazing. It's amazing. So uh, I suggest everybody go check that out because um, if you're trying here for learning SEO tips, that's a, a quick pathway to learn uh, PR for sure. So thank you so much for, for being on the call. I know it's kind of early morning, um, but um, I, I really appreciate you being on the call today. And uh, this is a uh, this is a different uh, way to go about getting links and getting authority and getting social proof. And um, well, and also for service providers, yeah. if, if you're, if you're representing an agency and listening to this and you're an SEO agency and you haven't considered adding PR to your mix of services, you can charge a lot of money for it yeah. It's because it's worth a lot of money and you can directly track those sales from those links. 
right? So at the end of the day, you get the ad value equivalent number, but then you also get the, here's how many dollars these placements drove to the company over time. Obviously link building, notwithstanding, because you can't really calculate that. Right. 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 Um, but, and I, and we would never, we, we always ask for people to have a baseline when they're actually doing something like that. So what was the traffic beforehand, you know, um, mm-hmm. if they're using universal or GA4 or plausible analytics, whatever it is, what was the baseline there? What was the baseline in Google search console? What is the baseline in the conversion, um, event that they're using, whether it's form, whether it's, um, they're tracking, you know, buttons that are being clicked, whatever it is. Sure. And then once the campaign is done, um, for that time period, uh, compare against that baseline and see what the, the, uh, increase was. And in the end, um, what was your sales for the period prior to this versus after this? And like, what yeah. was the in- increase? Cause that's in the end, what we're trying to do is the event is we're trying to drive sales. Yeah. So, yeah. Across the board, <laughs> across, acro- across the board, across the board. So this is, this has been a, a really amazing conversation and uh, I'm, I'm looking at PR in a different way um, after this conversation. So um, thank you so much for being on the call today and hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. So if you've gotten to the end here, you're going to want to know a little bit about the resources and the resources specifically in this episode are found within the show notes. And there are three resources I think that you should really check out if you're interested in building links through PR and pitching journalists. The first is a case study over at the Content Factory. You want to take a good look at that and just so you can see what it will do for a brand. The second thing is a webinar on how to get 100K in media coverage for your brand in just three months. And the last thing is the template that Carrie talked about in the episode, how to write a hero pitch that works. This is really crucial when you're trying to pitch these journalists. You want to use a strategy that's worked time and time again in getting PR for brands. So go to it, check out the the show notes, and we'll talk to you next time.